0: That was just what Ryan Day had been looking for uh, for nine weeks, 10 weeks. I don't know. They're 10-0, and 0, but that was the kind of start to finish, mostly outing that Ohio State had been looking for. They didn't have to really try in the second half. They had absolutely dominated Michigan State on Saturday night in primetime. The final wound up being 38-3. to 3. Buckeyes 10-0 move another step closer to an undefeated regular season or another week closer toward the game. He's Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. These are Snap Judgments. They're brought to you by Byers Auto it had been a long time coming.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was sort of, it sort of felt like a name your score type of game for Ohio State in the first half. And then they decided 38 was the score that they needed, <laughs> I guess. I mean, they would have loved to have a field goal made at the end to get you 41 to three, which would have been my score prediction. So that would have been cool. Um, it just was not a game where, even though Michigan State did some some nice things early as far as moving the ball, I think maybe a little bit better than most people would have anticipated. But When you're down three defensive starters in the middle of your defense as we talked about uh, on the pregame keys there was at least a fear that that could happen Uh, but this was a game where ohio state's offense marvin harrison Kyle mccord uh travion henderson were able to cade stover those guys did whatever they wanted in that first half and would have done the same thing in the second half if cade Stover had played marvin harrison played one one series Mm -hmm. in the second half sorry one possession um cade stover didn't play Travion henderson didn't play it was a We did it. Let's reel it in and and get everyone to to the next week healthy. And I kind of understand it. I'm sure people will look at the final score and be like, oh, this could have been 61-3, to but it doesn't matter. It's 38-3. to It was dominant performance from start to finish. Pretty good job by a defense that, as, as I said, was playing without three starters. A lot of young guys getting some valuable reps, which is important for the future. Um, overall, I'm not sure that you can look at this game and think of anything where you're like, God damn it, that was awful. Like that, that part pissed me off. Like there wasn't even like a moment of <laughs> irritation in this yeah. game. It, it was not it was smooth sailing from start to finish.
0: Yeah. Uh, all three uh, phases of the game did the job that they were asked to do. You can't ask for more like we've said for several weeks in a row. Hey, Ohio State looking to get off to a fast start. It'd be great if they can start to play some depth, if they can keep these guys healthy in a game and limit them uh, limit their reps in the second half like they achieve that you can't they accomplished the exact mission that ohio state set out to do tonight they know what's happening in two weeks if they can do the exact same thing next saturday against minnesota in the second half they will they do not need style points uh they're nice you you mentioned that you think it would be important for the buckeyes to go up ahead of michigan in the rankings and they when they play in two weeks it, it still won't matter. I mean, the, the thing that has to happen is they have to win the game. That's it. Yeah. So get there as fresh as possible. They did that. Tommy Eikenberg, if, if they were in Ann Ar- Arbor today, I bet that he would have played. Uh, Josh Proctor, I, I can't say for certain when you're dealing with a, a head injury, but, you know, they – he talked after
1: the game last he week he seemed fine after the game last so, week. so
0: you know it's a week where ohio state didn't want to take any chances they did get kate stover back out there he made a big impact you can see how different the offense looks when that one of the best tight ends in the country is involved but like there's i published written snap judgments on ohio at halftime like the game was over and you could tell once they got the ball and they tried to get one more touchdown to marvin harrison on that first possession of the second half like all right well they took their shot they just missed that one throw this game is over protect everybody as soon as possible a lot of shuffling on the offensive line putting evan Pryor in the game like lincoln keenholtz came in for his action for action in the fourth quarter like that's one of the opportunities that we talked about like maybe it didn't happen enough for ohio state last year yeah that's irrelevant to the conversation it did happen tonight whatever the reason the motivation a change in philosophy that's important for what they're looking at. It's coming down the pipe.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I don't think you get out of this one completely unscathed. It did look like Omeka Abuka re-aggravated something on, you know, they threw it to the end zone where he was sort of landed on funky and had to get off the field and didn't come back in. I think that may have been the impetus for the rest of the guys to be like, hey, let's not do anything else here. Um, But yeah, this is what you have to do against a team that doesn't belong on the same field with you. Again, it could have been 56 to three. It could have been 70 to three. This is a weird time. This isn't Mel Tucker's Michigan State. I don't think Ryan Day was out here to prove anything to anybody or or to to embarrass anybody. These all these coaches in the Big Ten right now are sort of in kumbaya mode with one another, except for a guy <laughs> except that, for one. Except for one.
0: Well, oh, so he's you, not actually coaching the Big Ten on Saturday. So you've
1: so. got so you've got thirteen thirteen coaches that are like, hey, I, I don't think Ohio State wanted to disrespect anyone tonight. Um, I, I thought it was good that they let Lincoln Keenholz have a shot at the end zone. I asked Kyle McCord about it and he said, Kyle said, well, he should have checked down. He had uh, Carnell Tate wide open on the other side. He should have went there instead. <laughs> I'm like, okay, tough, tough crowd. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I think everything starts tonight with the quarterback. And obviously, when you have Marvin featured in the offense, the Buckeyes did that. They wanted to get him the ball in, in a number of different ways. He was stoked about the the rushing touchdown. It was the first one of his career. Yeah, and, um, but it Comicord was pretty almost perfect in in that first half. The second half, you know, he, he does miss the the one throw to Marv, Where if he just puts it up a little bit, it's probably a fourth touchdown of the day for Marvin. But uh, again, I mean, it, I don't think you can really special teams. There's some still. There's a miss extra. There's a miss field goal. There's a punt where you look like no, people had no idea what they were doing. Um delay of game. A delay of game. It's like there's some things where you just say, I don't I don't get it, but uh I mean if I guess if we're the idea behind Snap Judgments America <laughs> is this we want to be um reactionary without being hyperbolic, without being completely like butt-kissing, uh, but also without being over the top negative. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to thread a needle here on uh, specialty on special teams <laughs> uh I thought it was cool like the stadium knows that special teams are a quagmire right now I mean Jaden Ballard has a nine-yard punt return and the place went crazy <laughs> so that was maybe like signs of life yeah it may have been the loudest that the stadium was in the second half uh there were a lot of people who decided to get out of town I think at halftime when it's 35 to 3 in the Buckeyes We're pretty comfortably ahead, and people are like, "Yeah, let's go home. It's cold out here. Yeah, and beat traffic. It's also 9:30 already. So, um, and the game is over. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm trying not to nitpick anything because I don't think this was a game where you can do that. But again, if you're looking at all three phases of the team, there's one area that was not perfect tonight, and that was special teams. Yeah, and they, you know, why don't they let Jesse Murko just kick the ball far? I don't know. Do you think that's coached? I'm curious because it seems like he's punting from the twenty five yard line and he's like just tapping it. Tap tap taparoo.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I think he's been a little inconsistent. There have been opportunities, uh, I remember early in the year where it's like I thought they were called for like go go ahead and bang yeah. one as far as possible and like they were they were short and, and ugly and yeah, he's just as capable occasionally of standing in the back of the end zone and booting one seventy two yards and flipping the field. We've seen him Uh, do that. I I just, I think he's not quite as consistent as some of the guys that they've had punting uh, in the past year. That doesn't help. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm spitballing. I mean, I can't figure out what is going on in the third phase. Everybody's probably tired of me talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. I don't don't understand what is causing it, why they're uh, seemingly unwilling to entertain other notions to fix it. They have enough players to do whatever they want. Um, But it doesn't matter. I, I'm not going to stress over anything that happened for Ohio State tonight. Again, I think that this was the ideal outcome for them. It, could they have scored more, won by more? Yeah, if they, if they wanted to, but they didn't need to, and they didn't feel the desire because the, that, again, was not the end goal tonight. And that can sound like excuse-making. I'm just, I'm just telling you, I, if this game had been in September, they probably would have kept going. They probably would have put up 60 and you know, not felt any remorse about doing so. They know what is happening. They have guys that are banged up, key guys. You're playing without three starters on defense. They just got back, Cade. Three, three starters, starters on offense. Yeah, they just got these guys back. They they do not want to leave any room for error, any margin for error, if they can help it. Like If you can get guys healthy two weeks from now, that's what they have to do. That's that's all that matters. They're, they won the game. They covered again. And then they got out of town without picking up really – it doesn't appear to be anything – Crazy of significance, although yeah. it does berm sound like Lathan Ransom will put that in here on a scooter. Had the walking boot, uh, you and I had had heard maybe a week and a half ago. Hey, there's a possibility Lathan Ransom could be back by the end of the regular season. Could play in Ann Arbor. Does not sound like that will be the case at this point. Right. So that's
1: a matter of if Ohio State is in the college football playoff. Maybe you see Lathan back, but I, I, I'm not sure that it happens. Before then, uh, for Ohio State. I mean, but again, that's football. Uh, that's why you have young guys like Sonny Styles who can move all around the field. It's why you have a, a guy like Malik Hartford who played, you know, had a, had a rough patch in the first quarter where he missed a tackle or two and then he started to put it all together. I think it was um, a really positive development for the entire defense to see a lot of the young guys flying around. CJ Hicks made a couple of plays. Uh, Gabe Powers gets in there and makes some plays. Calvin Simpson Hunt got a special shout out from Ryan Day mm-hmm. uh, in post game for the play he made on the screen pass. I mean, these are kids who have waited all year long to get some reps. And we see Jelani Thurman, who people are wanting to see. And, you know, it may not be the type of game where it matters that much in the long run, but Lincoln Keenholz will always remember his first completion. To Jelani Thurman making his first reception, and then Jelani Thurman proves why everyone's <laughs> like, "Ooh, that is an intriguing potential option down the road," because mm-hmm. he is a big son of a bitch, and does Whoa. and does not go down easy. Both times he he caught two passes tonight, and both times like the Michigan State had to give up trying to tackle him because they just <laughs> couldn't bring him to the ground. So uh, I think that it, it's one of those games where. We haven't seen enough of these games in the last two years for Ohio State where you get a chance to see these young guys play. We saw Brandon Innes get in on a punt return. Just mm-hmm. little things like that. Uh, we saw Luke Montgomery almost get into a fight on the last play of the game for some reason. Um, I think he was trying to stop the fight. Someone wanted to fight. Yeah, I, I, I think Luke was trying to peacemake.
0: Who who was the... F- somebody Somebody else got taken to the ground. Uh,
1: I, 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 I did not see, I I see the Luke, number,
0: but Luke ran back and then I think he was like, hey guys, This game is over. We're all friends here. All I saw was it happened on his side of the line. No, it was. So I figured uh, somebody else got driven to the ground. Like, hey guys, remember we we didn't throw the ball for the entire fourth quarter. Like, let's let's shake hands and leave. And I think. That was what I saw. I don't know who got taken to the ground, but I think Luke was trying
1: to piece me. Well, uh, good. I mean, because Luke, I mean, he, he was laughing about it after the game, so he was ready for, for more. Um, it, it, I think Ohio State likes uh, yeah. the,
0: their odds of a fight against Michigan
1: This is just, it's, I feel like this episode of Snap Judgment presented by Byers Auto is just rambling a little bit, hmm. but it is late, and there's... there's
0: somehow different than the other episodes? No, it's just, do?
1: there's less to, there's certainly less to be critical of, and I'm trying to think of, all the reasons to be optimistic. Um, the offensive line took a big step forward. Uh, I mean, again, Michigan State's defense is not the best in the country. They're in the 40s uh, against the run and against the pass. and um, Which is just fine. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, that's, that's like not going up against air. Right. There's 90 teams half. worse than them. Yeah. Okay. So it, it could be a challenge at now, times. Now they're horrible on offense. Terrible. Um, but nice kicker though. Ooh, I mean, he booted that fifty-three yard. He missed one too. Um, but uh, I, I, overall, like I think everything you wanted to see, like core talked about a few weeks ago, they're just this close on so many little things, and tonight was as close as we've seen of it all just coming together, especially for the offense and uh, defensively. They got to get healthy, and uh, uh, you know that that is the that is job one heading into Minnesota game, and then obviously the November 25th uh, battle in Ann Arbor.
0: Yeah, next week, uh, that game time has been set. If you haven't seen it, make plans for next Saturday at 4 o'clock in the Horseshoe as Minnesota comes in. Uh, Ohio State uh, will find out if they did enough to stay number one on Tuesday night. Again, it doesn't matter. I I bet Georgia probably supplants them this week based on what they uh, did to Ole Miss and then good old-fashioned SEC
1: favoritism. But again, all that matters is... They are the two-time defending national champion. Well, I, I think they probably, that's the game. They, they put up 50-burger on, on Ole Miss, who stinks, by the way. I mean, whatever. But uh, somehow they were number eight. Yeah, know. that's I, that's the SEC's favorite. T- Never that, All right. I mean, it's that makes not, sense. Georgia's earned it. Uh, Ole Miss has not. Ole Miss has not. Um, you know, but that's life. Um, I, I would imagine Ohio State will not be number one on Tuesday, but as you said, who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's weird w- because win out.
0: This, was, this was probably the kind of game that, Uh, voters and college football playoff selection committee and maybe many of you watching right now on snap judgments we're hoping to see from Ohio State that was a dominant half that was uh, a team operating at peak efficiency and absolutely choking the life out of an opponent and then being able to coast to the finish line which they did 38 to 3 Saturday night in the horseshoe the win over the Spartans in the bag they are 10 and 0 on to number 11 that is Minnesota again next week at four o'clock we'll have coverage all week getting ready for that on the podcast we'll be back Uh, Roosters on Monday. We'll have Sunday Blitz with Zach Bourne, a book IQ, everything else coming your way as always. And then stay tuned for The Notebook, which will actually be the next piece of content after Snappy Jays, which are brought to you by Buyers Auto. If you're looking for a new or used auto, choose Buyers Auto. That is Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. This has been a rambling edition of Snappy Jays, and it's over. We'll talk to you later.